Welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. My name is Chris, your humble host. And tonight, and for the next couple of weeks, I wanted to talk about um, past Royal Rumble. So tonight, we're going to be examining the 1997 Royal Rumble, which is the first of three wins for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I wanted to examine the, um, the match itself and what would happen afterwards. So tonight, we're going to be examining um, what would go on in 1997. So first and foremost, let's talk about where it was at. It was at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas, home of uh, Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels in the main event would uh, retain his title against Psycho Sid. And for the life of me, I really don't understand why Pete, why Psycho Sid was a, um, a draw. He was terrible on the mic. He only had like a few moves, you know, it, again, it just shows uh, Vince McMahon has a type, you know what I mean? Anyone over six foot 10, you know, and can powerbomb, he loves you. Uh, But besides that, I'm not going negative. What I'm talking about is that I just don't, I, you know, for the life of me, I just never understood the appeal of Psycho Sid, notwithstanding. So um, if you do or do not remember, there is a little bit of controversy about this one because of what had happened towards the end. Um, Bret Hart eliminates Stone Cold Steve Austin, but no one, none of the refs actually saw it. He sneaks back in and eliminates, helps eliminate the final four, which we will get into. But one of the things that I thought that was very interesting is the storytelling of this whole match. Because really, when you looked at it, so many different matches would come into effect because of the Royal Rumble. Uh, the Nation of Domination, if you don't remember Farouk and all them, that was a great um, faction at that particular time. Um, a young Rocky Maivia was in this particular match. Um, a young Triple H was in this match when he was still the aristocrat. Um a couple of luchadors from AAA, which is a uh, wrestling uh, company out in Mexico. There's about four or five of them out there. Um, the other thing that really kind of surprised me was the crowd didn't was not into this match. They were not. The only person that they really kind of like cheered when they came out was Undertaker, which I thought was very odd. Um, also, uh, fake Razor Ramon and fake, um, uh, Diesel were there, which was hilarious because really it was just like, I totally forgotten about it. And when I saw it, just like, that does not look like Razor Ramon. And then all of a sudden they pan to the, the camera pans into him. It's like, oh my God, that's right. It's fake Razor Ramon because he's a WCW now. And so I kind of got a chuckle out of it out of it this morning as I was watching it because I'm just like, holy moly, I, I totally forgot about it. You know, you have to remember it's been 20 plus years since this main, since this one was out and I haven't seen it probably since then. Um, uh, again, great start storytelling. Um, uh, uh, Owen Hart and, um, and the British Bulldog, they have miscommunication. 
which is um, something that will be addressed again in the next pay-per-view that we'll be discussing along with this particular one because it, it helps in the in the main event and the whole thing. But it was just very, very interesting. And I believe Austin kind of comes in kind of early into this uh, particular um, uh, Royal Rumble. I think he comes in like 7th or 8th. And he comes out and there's no one cheering for him. No one. The crowd is completely dead. If you get a chance to, I highly recommend it. Just watch it and you're just blown away because when you when you hear the glass crash now, everyone's cheering. But that one, you could hear a pin drop. No one cared. And I also think that it was also because since it was in San Antonio and Shawn Michaels was the main event, and I think a lot of people were uh, were completely gassed from it. Um, but again, I just thought it was a very interesting. Um, uh, I thought it was a very interesting Royal Rumble. Uh, it it was just very interesting, just because of the storytelling and. Um, the first two competitors was Crush, who was also part of the Nation of Domination, and Ahmed Johnson, which is another story that they keep on talking about throughout. And Ahmed Johnson, you know, again, when I when he when this was happening in 1997, he was one of my favorite wrestlers because he was such a powerhouse. But now watching him, he just looked they both looked so awkward in this match and it's just like oh my goodness like like i understand like it's still kind of like within the first 10 years of the first royal rumbles but like all of the the wrinkles should be out and like you just see like a lot of ground and pound like a lot of guys are like down and it's just like you're supposed to eliminate them over the top rope so it just really didn't make any sense um, you kind of get a lot of it. So, um, you know, it, great back and forth. Uh, um, you know, uh, one of the one of the moments that most people always talk about is when it's just Austin by himself, and he's just sitting on the ring post and he's looking at his pretend watch, just waiting for the next competitor to show up, and all of a sudden, Bret Hart comes through. And his eyes are wide open, like, oh, crap. You know, like the one person you, he doesn't want to see is coming out. And it's a really great moment. It's one of those really cool, great moments that you're just like, oh, my God. I remember I remember as a teenager watching this, and you're just like, wow. You know, and it still hits. Bret Hart, of course, you know, uh, amazing competitor, you know, he was one of those that you could really enjoy this particular one. Um, so, like, the final five in this particular match is Undertaker, Vader, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Fake Diesel. So, uh, Fake Diesel gets eliminated, so now it's the final four. And then Bret Hart finally gets the best of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but everyone is, um, the referees are more 
engaged in the fighting because uh, Diesel wants to get back in the match. And then all of a sudden, he sneaks back in. No one sees it. And then uh, Brett eliminates uh, Undertaker and Vader together. And then Brett thinks that he's won. And then uh, uh, Austin goes and um, eliminates him and he officially wins. And then at the very end of the match, he gets pissed and he starts yelling at Vince McMahon. And he's like, you know, this is horseshit. You know, I, I won. You know, what happened? You know, this is all, you know, this is all to be against me. You know, what's going on? And it's really kind of like the first, um, it's that first little pin that you see where they're kind of implanting that Brett could could turn heel. And that's something that happens later on, as we all know. But so then the next pay-per-view, which is in your house, the final four, the main event is uh, because of the controversy of what had happened, Gorilla Monsoon puts the final four competitors in a fatal four-way tight match, but it's also got uh, Royal Rumble rules, which is that you can eliminate your opponent over the top rope or through submission through submission or pinfall, which is really kind of cool. I really like this because I was like, wow, this is actually a really interesting... Um, this is something that was very interesting. And so you, so you start watching this thing, and it's, and okay. So hold on a second before we get to that. Um, they did kind of like a special Thursday Night Raw, and this is where the infamous Shawn Michaels loses his smile, and he decides to quit, and vacates the title, and he's crying, and he's like, "I lost my smile," you know. I'm going to go and, you know, my knee's destroyed. I don't know if I'm ever going to wrestle again. And really kind of like, you know, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of people that say that the reason why he really quit and nursed his knee is because he didn't want to lose to Bret Hart or to The Undertaker, which could be completely true. Who the hell knows? Because Bret, because Shawn Michaels was kind of a dick back then. And it's one of the main reasons why I lose a little bit of respect for him, but I still, I, I'm still kind of like he's a great competitor, you know. So the title's vacated, and the whole point of it is that whoever wins this gets the title and has to defend it the next day on Raw against Psycho Sid. So they go back and forth. It, it's I think it's about thirty. It's about a thirty-minute match altogether. And early on, Vader gets a cut above his eye, and he's bleeding profusely. Like he is bleeding bad, and it's just like holy mackerel! Like you know, like what happened? Did he cut himself too deep? You know. You know, you always hear stories about, you know, that there's one guy that gets too overzealous and blades himself a little too deep. And now he's bleeding like a stuffed pig. Like, it's just, it's bad. If you're if you're queasy about blood, you may want to look away when Vader's in that match because it's bad. 
And so I believe... I believe Austin's the first one to be eliminated. And when Austin gets eliminated, he keeps coming, he gets eliminated, he gets escorted out. And then as soon, and then like maybe five minutes later, he comes back down the ramp and starts interfering in the match and starts attacking everybody, and especially Bret Hart. And it's since it's a um, no disqualifications match, all things are legal. So Austin keeps attacking everyone. And then they finally, because of the distractions, they wind up eliminating Vader, who goes over the top. And then Brett eliminates Undertaker. And it's through um, and it's through all of this that Bret Hart wins the title. So as as you keep going forward, the next night Brett has to take on Psycho Sid, and Psycho Sid wins via um, pinfall through interference with Austin. This sets up Austin versus Brett in a submissions match, which is refereed by. Um, uh, Ken Shamrock, and this is where the infamous double turn happens, where Austin goes from heel to face, and Brett goes from face to heel. And it's one of those amazing matches, you know. It's that it's that whole thing where he's being sh- he's locked in the sharpshooter, he's bleeding profusely, blood's running down his face, and he's screaming in agony through the sharpshooter, and he's not giving up. And then he finally passes out from the pain, and that's when everyone starts cheering because Brett won't let go of the ma- of the hold. And it's one of those amazing, it's one of those amazing things that happen, and it's really kind of cool. And then fast forward later, that's when Austin wins the Intercontinental Title, has his great. Um, one of his first real um, uh, great title runs and also winds up having his first real um, his first real feud with The Rock who's through the Nation of Domination and this whole thing starts happening and it and it really kind of start it's the beginning of a great back and forth between the two of them um it, again it's just an amazing it, it's so it's so funny because throughout the match you see like uh Triple H and Rocky are in, and Rocky Maivia are in there and like Triple H does not look anywhere near the same and you're just like holy mackerel like man he really got himself in the gym cuz he he looks good, but he doesn't have his his uh he doesn't have the defined six pack abs or any of that good stuff. But you know, he just looks amazing. So but that's really kind of the point. I, I wanted to kind of just look through look through it because I wanted to see exactly where things were going. And it's really kind of cool because WrestleMania 13, as some people say, is the last um is the last one before 
the Attitude Era kind of begins because WrestleMania 14, you get Sean versus you get Michaels versus Austin with special guest enforcer uh, uh, Mike Tyson. And that's a really good one. I, I've always kind of enjoyed that that particular one because it, it's always been one of my favorites. Just because it kind of like it kind of solidifies how great he really is. And that and also like right afterwards, that's when Michaels leaves for the final time before he takes off for the next couple of years where he re, you know, rehabs his back, you know, he really just you know, takes it easy over the next couple of years. But it, it's just interesting because Michaels leaves in the first place um, because he lost his smile. I'm using air quotes because I've, I've always kind of uh, believed it to be horse, horse shit. Because I, 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 in my personal opinion, I believe that he really just did not want to lose to to Brett, he didn't want to lose. He 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 knew he was going to have to lose to Brett, and he wasn't going to lose to Brett. And that's my opinion. You know, you can have your own opinion. You could say, "Well, Chris, you know, you know, he was really bad off." You know, it's like, okay, like so what? Like you could have just easily lost. You could have easily lost. In a triple threat match, not really be in the match at all, and just lose really quickly. You know what I mean? But that's just me. I'm not, again, I'm the guy that's doing the podcast. I'm not the guy that's working at WWF or WWE. So, again, I just found it kind of odd because it's really kind of it's really the beginning of Austin becoming Austin. Austin the the one that is going to give everyone the bird and fuck the establishment. You know, that Austin, the Austin that everyone fell in love with. And it's just very interesting to see kind of like him at the very bottom and work his way up because right after this WrestleMania, I mean, it's all uphill for him. You know, he becomes the man, you know, and it's just very, very interesting in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it, it just kind of, inter- you know, it's kind of interesting because I was watching the whole, I watched the whole, uh, uh, in your house, which is in your house, um, final four, uh, uh, triple, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, loses to Rocky Maivia. Uh, Rocky Maivia is the Intercontinental title champion at the time. Uh, and Goldust kind of like does like this, um, this whole, uh, he kind of like, he's just standing on the outside and it kind of interferes in the match. And then, um, uh, this muscular lady who we will find out soon enough is China, you know, um, puts like a chokehold on Marlena 
And they're thinking that she's just some psycho lady. And in fact, you know, she's an employee. Um, uh, the, uh, Owen and a uh, British bulldog, they wind up, um, they wind up going in the tag. They, they have a tag team match against these two guys that I've never heard of before. And they, they wind up losing because of disqualification and uh, it looks like uh, Davy Boy is about ready to power slam this guy. And Owen gets a slammy and hits the guy upside the head with a slammy. And and Davy Boy's pissed. And I just thought it was like, oh my God, like it's so typical of Owen just to get the easy way out. Like, hey, we're still champions. Like, hey, we didn't have to, you know. We lost, but we're still champs, you know? And, and Davy Boy's like, I wanted to win. I had this guy. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, uh, the whole, you know, the whole thing of, uh, the whole lead up, I thought that was interesting because they kept doing um, interviews with all four competitors. And it was just like, like Vader, you know, Vader's interview was kind of weird because it's just like he didn't, his his, his interview made no sense. Uh, uh, Brett, you know, typical was, was as good as ever. Undertaker was interesting because Undertaker is kind of like, you know, you know, he's putting over everyone, but he, you know, all he says is, you know, the best man, may the best man win. I don't care. You know, I'm still going to come back and win. Um, which is interesting because he winds up uh, winning the title at WrestleMania 13 against Psycho Sid. Because Psycho Sid goes on to hold on to the title and all that up until WrestleMania. And I believe that might be one of the last time he actually has the title. Um, so I believe that's going to be it for tonight. Um, next week, I'll, uh, we're going to do this again where we will uh, dissect a, uh, a Royal Rumble and just kind of go from there and see where that leads us to as far as um, where all that, you know, where the Royal Rumble what happens at the Royal Rumble and going from the Royal Rumble to the next pay-per-view and what leads everything to WrestleMania. So until next week, I will talk to you all later. Thank you for listening and have a great night.